My name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Before all of the wins in my portfolio, I was a little boy diagnosed with polio, experimenting with cures. I tried every one, felt everything in my right, but my left was numb. Walking with a limp, like, will I ever run? Once again, or is this it? Am I forever done? Living in the hospital was never fun. Some people were cool, but not everyone. Welcome, everybody. It's time for another Hollywood Godfather podcast. And I'm so excited because I want our new host, which you've already heard of three or four shows. This show is going to the moon now, fortunately. Let's talk about Jeannie Raymond first, our co-host. Hello, everyone. We're so excited you're here, and we are so excited to have a new co-host with us, bringing us a lot of energy and excitement. So, Mike Nastasio, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back. Uh, this is like my second or third show where we're killing it now on social media. Well, you're not going nowhere right now, so don't make any plans. <laughs> right. um, so, everybody watching and listening, please do us a favor and just go to uh, the Hollywood Godfather podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. If you're watching now, subscribe, hit that button. This is what the young kids do. So I figured I must do, I must do it too. Say it too, you know? It's well, all <laughs> so thank That's you for exactly right. But you're still doing your show too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually go to Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid, R-E-E-L. Uh, there's, there's some, I mean, there's some interviews on there. That even I'm like, how the hell did I get this guy? You know, so uh, there's some great interviews. I mean, it's all intertwined what we do here, guys. It's all the nostalgia, all the old Hollywood stuff. Um, I like to think that I'm like a like a self-taught historian, I guess, because I read books and all that crap. But um, yeah, so go to Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid. Um, subscribe, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I'm sure they'll want to know. And uh, that's what we do. So we incorporate a lot of what I did on that channel on this channel. So um, we're going to have the same type of guests, murder mysteries. Those are really big. Those are really big for the crime. They love it. Oh, no, I know. And it's interesting. Our our audience should know. I mean, it's I mean, we couldn't make this up. The Hollywood kid meets the Hollywood godfather. But the reason you got that name is because of the nostalgia and what you knew of the film business. Yeah. You, you picked up the handle by your friends. Just gave you the nickname. Just gave me the nickname. Uh, okay. Mike, what's the name of that movie there? What the hell's the name of that? Oh my God, what the hell? You know, and I'd be right there. That's freaking so and so and Bogart and, you know, from here to return. That's positive synergy. And that's why we're together now. That's amazing. It's amazing how things right. happen. Mike, I keep telling Gianni, I'm like the Hollywood, the me. Hollywood kid, the Hollywood godfather. I, I'm a Hollywood wannabe. Oh, I, you're, I the queen. You're, the Hollywood, you're the Hollywood queen. You could be yeah. anything you want to I'm be. The queen of this I'm show sure. is that you know lack of uh, lack of options. But I, I'm so happy you're here, and I I have to tell you, I have been a, a true crime junkie well before it got popular. I'll tell you that much right now. What one of my favorite things is I've always got such an investigative mind, and I used to watch the Rockford Files. Oh my and god! Talk about everything being intertwined together, Gianni. I went back and watched them all after I started listening to to this podcast. And there's Gianni Russo on how many how wow. many shows did you I do? I did twenty three Rockford Files. Wow! Oh my god! Now my, I... That is my nickname right there. I'll tell you right now, Gianni. 
my friend and I, back when she was trying to check on her husband back in 20 years ago, um, my ex-husband, I, I asked him where he had been and he finally said, you figure it out, Jeannie Rockford. So that is my nickname. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't, never got that. Jeannie wow. Rockford. I like that. Oh, my God, my daughter bought me the T-shirt says Rockford Investigations on the front of it this year for my birthday. I was so happy. Oh, that's now I, have, funny, yeah. I have to binge on the Rockford Files now to see Johnny. That's I, right. Yeah. There's a I, little Johnny I did, Russo. I did, two, I did 200 hours of television. I can't believe that. Stuart Margolin. You work with Stuart Margolin, right? Stuart Margolin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had him on the show. He's a great. He just passed away, too. Good guy. Yeah. You know, Gianni, going back and looking at your IMDb, you know, I, when I first started listening to this podcast, um, I just started, I looked at Gianni's IMDb, or did I say it right? Well, well it, most audiences are not as intellectual as you. Can you let our audience know what IMDb means? IMDb. Yeah. IMDb, sorry. I knew I was saying it wrong. Tell us, tell us, because I know you're very into that. You want me to tell you? It's the yes. National Movie Database. Every movie, every movie and television show ever made is on there. It's amazing. Yeah. Great resource. Great resource. I fortunately well, have 46 movies and 200 hours of television. It's amazing, Gianni, because when I, I Googled you, I looked you up. Of course I did. And and I start looking through the list of what Gianni's done, and I'm like, I've seen Seabiscuit. I've seen this. I've seen that Rockford Files. I mean, I grew up watching Jim Rockford, you know. So it's amazing to go through and see all the things you've done. Now I have to go back and try and spot you in these movies. I'm like, what? Well, Figure out where you are. No, it's all good. Well, this is one of my favorite shows, Mike. You've never done with us. I love the mailbag because it gives us an opportunity. I hate the mailbag. I work for the post office. Oh, well, no. Well, <laughs> well you, you, you would then. But for <laughs> us, it gives us an opportunity to hear what our audiences are thinking, what they want to see or hear on the show, and some of their opinions. And we, we've got a lot of positive feedback, and that's why we do the mailbag. Yeah, and Johnny, just so I can recap, uh, we do. I've been doing a lot of social media with the mailbag, so... Again, we want to get the audience involved in the show because you guys are part of the show. You watch every week, you know, you, you comments on YouTube and everywhere. So just come with us and just start, start questioning anything. And Johnny is like a, he's like a computer, you know, he knows everything. So if you're an old Hollywood, I know. only know what I know, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's very vast. It's very vast. So if you guys want to get involved with the show, drop us a question at yeah. godfatherpodcast.com. Um, you know, subscribe. So that's it, Johnny. Perfect. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Jeannie, will you be so kind? I sure will. So the first question is for Mike. Uh, -oh. uh Mike, what oh from it was from Pat. Okay, not our uh, not, Pat. She is asking, what has been the biggest surprise in any of the cases you have covered? The, the the cases. I'm sorry. Did you say cases? In the cases, as far as the Hollywood murders, um, it, it just you start going down a rabbit hole when you get an expert on, and it's like you it, you'd even scratch the surface. And these guys are telling you stuff like the Black Dahlia murder. I mean, the the reporter Johnny, you might know know this. When Elizabeth Short was murdered, she was bisected, so her torso was cut in half. 
And only a doctor could perform that kind of cut. You know what I mean? Nobody, like, I, you know, a serial killer would just kill him. That was the first giveaway. Right, right, right. But back then, uh, the reporters would listen to the police scanners. They would show up on the murder scenes before the cops got there. It's amazing. Amazing. And But there's so many things that you learn. Um, you know, Natalie Wood, we did it. Johnny, I'm sure you're very well adverse on Natalie Wood and um, what happened to her. I mean, a lot of people have theories about what happened. Um, well, I, I I have a good theory, and I'm not too happy about it. You know, Rob, Rob got away with it, basically. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, but I do think it was an accident. I don't think he meant to do it. I think no. I think it was. I think he pushed her and. Right. Oh, her oh and crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! What do I do now? You know, he just freaked yeah, out, drunk. And then, and then both of them helped cover it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, they had to anyway. I think Christopher Walken knows something. Oh, well, of course he was there. Hello. He said he was on the boat sleeping. Yeah, sleeping your ass. Come on. Well, I right. think he was sleeping up until she screamed and hit her head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, but there's so many things you, you learn about. Uh, what I said, Black Dahlia. There's so many. One of my famous one, ones that I really, really love, we, um, it's it's not a murder. It's the Brinks heist. The Brinks oh, hello. Yeah. January 17th, I believe, 1950. Now, yeah. I'm from Boston, so that always fat. I go back, been by there three million times, the building itself. It's still standing. But uh, that was an amazing two weeks, Jeannie, before the statute of limitations would expire so they can keep all the money. A guy named Spex O'Keefe ratted. Oh. He was in jail. Two and they, Yeah, two weeks. He he needed money for his, some surgery for his family member. And they said, yeah, 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 we'll give it to you. And they never gave it to him. They never gave him the money. And he said, all right. And the FBI got involved and they ratted. And he ratted. He ended up be becoming Cary Grant's limo driver in L.A. Oh, that's wild. Okay. He was in the witness protection. The first guy to ever be in the witness protection program. All right, guys, I took up half the show. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Do we have a mailbag? Yes, we do. All that right. Well, he, that was Pat's answer. I get, but tell no, that Subscribe to Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid. That's exactly right. There's so many great stories on there. And I love that we're going to be able to talk about some of those investigations that you've done and kind of incorporate that into this show, because it's going to give us a lot to talk about. And and amazingly enough, Gianni knows someone in every conversation that seems to come along. So I think that's well, going to be nah, fun. Well, not all the murders, but you know, you you know so many people. It makes because there's no statues on murders, please. <laughs> no, 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 no! I don't mean you ever knew about the murder. I'm not going to self-incriminate myself, please. No, no, no! I don't mean that. I just mean you know people in that in that era and those yeah. who was running around with who. So I think it's it's amazing. So this one is said starts out well. So glad to hear the Hollywood kid has arrived. It says, hello, sometimes you go on enjoying something and somebody decides to make a change and improve upon it. Most of the time it fails. And you think of the old and overused saying, "It ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, then there is great news. You have the Hollywood kid join your show. I love this guy's work and I have enjoyed all of the interviews and backstories of movies and the famous actors, movies and television shows that made me think back to fun and happy times with friends and happy, or excuse me, and family while watching great entertainment. Great just became greater. 
I can't wait to check it out. It's it's as exciting as the anticipation of a new season airing of all of your time favorite shows, your all-time favorite shows. I know all of your followers will enjoy and have so much fun with Mike along for the ride. I wish you all great success. And who is this lady so we could thank her? This gentleman is Rob Holden. So uh, he, he it, I guess there's no question there, but he obviously is very happy that you've joined the show, Mike, and so are we. What was the name, Jeannie? Sorry. I'm sorry, Rob Holden. Oh, wow. Thank you, Rob. Wow, it's very oh, Yeah, fun. he even contacted me, this guy. He's a nice guy, obviously. You must yeah. be a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm like you guys. I put a lot of passion into it. I put a lot of work into it. And again, there is a mark, not a, there's a genre for this. This is very big. Um, it's coming back little by little. And um, so hopefully we can keep the ball rolling with the show. Oh, we will. Moving right. right along. Moving along, this is from uh, another Mike, Mike Armstrong. And this is for Gianni. It says, Gianni, there is a famous picture of Al Pacino, actor Al Lettery. Is that some Al Lettery. Hey, I'm learning these Italian he played, names. He played Salazzo in the movie. That's exactly what he said. Who played Salazzo or Salazzo in The Godfather? And Pasquale Eboli. What help me? What's that name? No, Pasquale Eboli. Eboli was a real mob <laughs> guy in New Jersey. He was, in fact, he was Al Lettery's brother-in-law. His okay. sister married the guy. And when they were doing research, Pacino, he took him to meet Eboli at his house. And fortunately, not soon after we finished The Godfather, they kidnapped him and killed him in real life. <laughs> well, let me tell you what it says. It's that, tell me how to say his name again. Eboli? Eboli. Eboli, Eboli. We're going to have to put it in phonics until I learn all these uh, Italian uh, names. It says, do you know anything about why Pacino was hanging out with them and were and were both were both brothers murdered? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no hesitation. But I don't know who. I know they were. Wow. Well, wow. When, when Pacino was doing research, I knew Al Lettieri for a while. And right. uh, when they brought him on, they all, they all, he lived in New Jersey, and that's where his sister was married to Eboli. So okay. they brought they brought Pacino over for dinner to really talk to a character that Michael's about to play in the movie. You got a lot of got a lot of knowledge from him. That's if they wanted me in that picture, I wouldn't be in it because <laughs> I knew that the faith that Eboli was having problems with some people, and I don't want to be around. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, that <laughs> I love that answer. Yes. <laughs> and the brother Gianni, and the brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah both murdered. Wow. They both had to go. Yeah. They both they had to go. What choice did they leave them? Hey, that's right. the club they joined. You know. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I I heard you talk about it was just the way of life. It was just that was their business. The police ran their business, and that's just just the way business was run. So. All right, this question is for Mike. I've been a big fan of your show. I used to stream it when you were on the radio. I'm so happy that you're on this podcast now. 
For people in Gianni, Gianni's audience, Mike has some great insight to the days when Hollywood made great movies. Here's the question. And this is from Jack in Detroit. Mike, I really enjoyed hearing about, about the show you did on famous Hollywood murder mysteries. What was one that really fascinated you? And I really hope your new show is going to do shows on them. There's so many. Jack from Detroit. Um, yeah, there's so many. Again, go to Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid on YouTube. Um, subscribe. Uh, geez. I did a show on, we talked about it earlier, Kitty Genovese. Jeannie, we talked oh, about yeah. Um, She was just a typical, you know, working class girl doing her thing, working a bar one night. And um, she went home with a little red Fiat. And um, she was assaulted and screaming for help. And supposedly, if you do a deep dive on it, they said there was 38 people that witnessed this. And um, one gentleman actually saw her getting assaulted in the hallway. He came out of the door and he went back inside. And um, wow. so nobody saw nothing, you know, again, I didn't see nothing, you know, blah, 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 blah. But that's not, if you do a deep dive, that's not what really happened. It's not what really happened. You do a deep dive on it, but um, she was murdered. Um, it's just a horrible story. And again, like Jeannie said it last week, the 911 system um, came about because of that murder. It was a very famous murder. And um, again, just go listen to it on Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid. It's really, it's sad. It's an awful story because he came back twice. The second time he came back, he, he left because it was a commotion. And then he came back and finished her off. Oh, real, wow. real dirt bag. He, get out, he was in jail and he escaped. Um, you know, of course he lived a long life, of course, you know, but a uh, real, real, real dirt bag. I mean, you know, the fun... Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Good. Uh, I was just going to say the fun part about having, um, getting connected with you is, you hear some of these stories and, you know, we just go with kind of what you've heard. And then the nice part about having you join us is now we're going to hear the deep dive into him and maybe learn some stuff we didn't know as we go. So I hope everyone does join, join that and, and do join our podcast. Be sure and hit the follow button. Leave us a great review if you're liking this new stuff so we can uh, start moving our way up the charts. We're looking forward to that with some new there's, all, there's also the the George Reeves murder was one of the um, fascinating stories. That's my highest viewed show. It's got over close to 150,000 views. It's amazing. What I do is I bring I bring experts on. I mean, I don't I just read, you know. But these guys really go deep. And if you do a deep dive on the George Reeves murder, it's amazing, amazing. But uh, yeah, just just go check it out on Real Talk with the Hollywood Kid. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. All right, moving along. So I have one. This is for you, Gianni. And Joey on Mulberry Street wants to know, what do you think of all these made men talking about the family business? Oh, you mean on podcasts? On podcasts, that's right. There's so many new podcasts coming out talking about things that you just kind of didn't talk about back in the day. Well, I still don't talk about it. And, you know, right. I knew we would get a mailbag question about this. And I, I've been thinking about what would I say? And I myself have been scanning the web. There's about 12 really made guys that took an oath. They even talk about taking the oath. 
Oh, wow. And when they, that's something you should never talk about, number one. But when they describing the oath they took really tells you the character that these people are. Because the oath, as I know, and now that they've exploited it everywhere in the world, when you take that oath, you give up your mother and your father, your wife, your children, and they are the family that comes first. Now, why in the world would anybody do that if they're sane? Right. And then there's one guy boasting that he made $10 million a week for so long and this and that. I'm, I'm wondering why are they doing podcasts? Why are they exploiting themselves? There's no statues on murder. Right. Another guy's admitting to 23 murders. Yes, he made a deal on it. But how about the people that you killed? Don't you think right. your relatives may come after you? So I don't understand. And I mean, it's it, it's blowing my mind because I, 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 in my life, I met people and it was a, a quiet society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go to Sicily an awful lot. I have business there. All I could suggest to these guys, so I think 12 or so, don't ever, ever take a vacation in Sicily. You are not coming back. <laughs> they are pissed about this. They're oh, talking about that. this. It's like, you know, it's. I mean, I could see Chaz Palminteri talking about a movie that he made. This is not a movie. Right. This is real people. And I don't understand that. I mean, are they that bored with their lives? They're doing podcasts. I mean, you know, Gianni, it's something I've always noticed. I mean, from when I very first started listening to the podcast is that you were not a made man, but you want to be your respect for your past and, and for what you were involved in. And you've never lost that sense of respect for that, you know, and, and it's, well, that was all Costello. Costello protected me. And and he had a reason for it because he didn't want me in that and getting that attention. And that's why he gave me the name he uses, the kid. Mike uses the kid. And I said, what about, why the kid? He said, understand why most of us in this world have a nickname. I said, I always wonder about that. He's because there's no way they can look you up. They could have a wiretap. Who's the kid? How are they going to find out who the kid, who's this? Is I want this handle, he called it, for you to keep you clean. You will never be in this world. Not if I'm have my say. And he was so right, man. So right. But I mean, again, Joe, thank you for asking the question. I knew it was coming. And I happen to know who this guy is from Mulberry Street, a good friend of mine. But uh best restaurant on Mulberry Street. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> The best place. What's the best restaurant in? in oh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still faithful to Frankie C, and Lamella Restaurant. I've been there forever, and uh, the family is a, a very well respected family. They're all gone now, but uh, I still go there. If, if I go down, I don't go down much anymore. Oh, Angelo, that's still there. Is Angelo still there? Angelo is just reopening. They had a big fire. Oh wow! And then they didn't open because of COVID. My understanding, it's opening. Okay. It's funny you should mention Angelo's. I went to Angelo's one one afternoon when I was supposed to be on the dais at Columbus Circle 
And Tommy Bellotti, who passed in, in Sparks, he got killed with Paul Castellano, called me up that morning. And he said, you going to that rally? It was right. the Italian Anti-Defamation League. It was June 28, 1981. We were just wrapping, filming The Godfather. Oh. And Joe Colombo gave me the, got me the part in the movie. And he said, you can't go. Fortunately, I came up with a great excuse. Told Barry Schlotnick, who passed it on to them, because they were looking for me. Because when they looked at the crime scene, on the dais, there was a seat empty, and there was a sign on it that said Johnny Russo. <laughs> it was like a death wish on me. And I said, but I was sitting at Angelo's. When wow. In a radio. Wow. wow. That Joe Colombo was just shot. He was still alive. He lived for five years in a coma. Yeah, right, correct. They shot him six times. He lived in a coma. And unfortunately, but uh, it's it's funny you should bring up Angelo. My God, that's wow. insane. I want to ask, I want to get one question. I've heard this, I've never heard this question even asked. You mentioned Paul Costello. He was the boss. Paul Castellano. I'm sorry, Paul Castellano, sorry. How did he become a boss? Who appointed him? First of all, he was a big earner. Okay. And he was the brother-in-law to Carlo Gambino. Okay. And he opened, he opened up in big business. And that's why they got shot. Because a young man who was being groomed by O'Neill Del Croco, his name was John Gotti. And when they passed him up, for this rat that he was, Paul Castellano, they 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 set him up, and uh, uh, Frankie Boy De Chico set the meeting at, at Sparks and uh, One Way Street going west. They had it all knocked off. The United Nations was in, so they had six shooters dressed. Like Russians with them hats and all that. They all were shooters. They all shot. They all went a different way. So when they asked us, who, who'd you see? They saw six Russians. <laughs> Going different ways. Amazing. Amazing. I never knew why he became the boss. I knew he was the boss, but I never knew how well, he was a bigger earner, a major earner. Oh, okay. they, they, they now uh, put earners in because of that. Okay. You know, it was not the old ceremony. You yeah. got to work your way up the chain. You got to clip right. somebody, you know. Okay. If you're making big money if you're in. All right. Moving wow. on. All right. You want to do a quick uh, little moneymaker? Oh, yeah, please. On on this, I'm really interested. Not because I'm so prejudiced being Italian, but I've done the Comic Cons. I did every con there is. Now they have the Pisano Con. Wow. It's the first time ever been done. This young group of people got in touch with me. It's April 13th and 14th at the Doubletree Hilton in Fairview, New Jersey. I'll be there. In fact, I got so involved in this. I'm one of the ambassadors of the Pazano Con, which wow. I think is going to be a fun thing. And try to get there. It's two days. It's a Saturday and Sunday in New Jersey. All right. Let's go back to our... Interesting mailbag, please. All right. So this is a question from Janica, and she is asking, do you know or have you heard of 
Georgia Durante. She was a race car driver and a model. I know Jimmy Durante. Who's Georgia? Married to a Joe, and and she's got a new book out. I did see that. that Anybody just... heard of her? No. And what's what? And what's the book about? Um, race she... car drivers. No, she was she got she was married into the mob. They said she was the Kodak girl, and and then ran. Um, she was a Hollywood stunt driver, and now an author. I'll, I'll look for the name of uh of what her book is, but she was a will woman, and oh, it's the company she keeps by Georgia Durante, and was married to a oh I can't think what his name was. I thought for sure you would know her when I read that. Nowhere. Well, she's probably yeah. different times. But how old is she? Oh, I I don't know, but she's she's beautiful. She was a model, and you, I did. Let me ask you a question. You hear what you just said? She was beautiful. Do you think I ever went out with ugly ladies? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't think you dated her. I never thought you dated her. That, that, that's like a thousand people I met. <laughs> you know, I did hear her on a uh, on a podcast the other day. And uh, she was talking about, she, I think she drove for somebody in the mob. I, I'll, I'll have to look it up. That's exactly bull. Why. That is absolute bull. And yeah. I'll say it if she was on the, I'm sorry. no woman is going to be driving for a mob boss. Forget about it. All right. Well, you know, Dismiss I missed that. Wanted... Moving on. Next. Everybody's using our platform to exploit things. I love it. Yeah, it could be. Let's see. I think we are down to the bottom of our questions. Mike, did you have anything? Um, I got a question for Gianni. Uh, All right. So for our audience out there, we talked about Cal Naver a couple of weeks ago. Cal Naver, correct me if I'm wrong. Some of it was in California and some of it was in Nevada. Is exactly. That okay. That's why they called it. Right. Okay. Cal Naver. The so, reason for that was... You can go in on the California side and be on the property and nobody knew it. <laughs> See, if you were in the black book, like a lot of guys were, you can go there and stay in the hotel on the California side. If you're on the Nevada side, you have to register as soon as you get there or you'll go to jail. Wow. So this was able to be run and as that that last weekend I was there and never would go back, I was there the last weekend of July in 1962. And that picture is coming out on my tour. If anybody goes to my show, I'm releasing that picture this year for a lot of reasons. And the main reason is that this year, Netflix came out with Blondie, which was a miniseries about Marilyn Monroe. And finally, they told the truth that Bobby Kennedy was in her apartment for six hours before they called the ENT. I put it in my book years ago. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Sam Jean Connor, which is another interesting thing, why these pictures are so valuable. Sam Jean Connor had the only camera and he was taking the pictures. They wanted to make sure they didn't get in the wrong hands. They invited Joe Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy to Cal Neva that weekend in 62 to set him up 
because he was having an affair with Marilyn. John Kennedy, who she did have an affair with, said, I can't see you for two years because I'm a Catholic boy. And after two years and I'm established as the president, I will leave my wife. That's how naive Marilyn was. So Bobby was supposed to take care of her. And anybody that knows Marilyn Monroe and some of my, so many of my friends did. I mean, we, we met, we talked about her so many times between Tony Curtis, Marlon Brando, Sinatra. She gave of herself literally because that's all she thought. She had such a low esteem. I was always mad at Sinatra and Tony Curtis. Why did you, you know, take advantage of her? They all said she's Marilyn Monroe, but she's my friend. I I had a different relationship when I was a friend and we both needed a hug and a hug ran into something else and uh, there was <laughs> it. But it, that, why this is so important, Sinatra was trying to convince her that they had her bedroom set up at Calneva with cameras and they wanted her to have an affair with Bobby one more time so they could blackmail him. Right, right. Of course, the deal that Joe Kennedy made, and some of our audiences have heard this, he when he approached Costello, he's you help my son become president, we will invade Cuba and get your casinos back. That's the only reason the mob went for the whole thing. And I was running all over the country, Kansas City, everybody, to get them to help promote it, because obviously the mob was all involved that you know with Cuba. And then Bobby convinced John, once he became attorney general, that there were no missiles on that island. And they called off the Bay of Pigs, which we talked about in a previous show with Jim. 2,300 guys got killed. They didn't ever send in the airstrike backing them up. The CIA is still covering that up. Fascinating. I came back on that Monday met with Costello as I always did when I went on trips with him at 11 o'clock in the morning. And he said, what went on up there? Did they ever get the pictures? I said, no. She was screaming. He said, about what? And we were all flabbergasted, including Sinatra was the one handling this whole thing because he said he could control her. She said, I just aborted his son. I wanted a kid all my life. And she was hysterical. So I'm going to the press. And when I came back and told him, he said, she's dead. That Thursday, she was dead. Maybe she died like eight days later, I think. Seven or eight days. Wow. No, five days exactly. Wow, wow. Let me ask you this, John. Why didn't she call Joe DiMaggio from Cal Neva? Good question. She did call. Okay. He was in San Francisco. He made the, uh, the mistake of calling uh, Sinatra. So what's going on up there? She's saying this is mind your own business and don't come here. I often wondered if he came and right. took her away, if she would have had a great life. And because she's about to go to Broadway, you know. Right. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, from what I've read, I, I think he was the only person that genuinely loved her. I mean, yeah, she even even though I, I I was involved with her as a close friend during that time, and they were getting back together. Yes, getting yes. back together. And the only reason she was going back to him because she felt the same way. He was jealous of her. That picture of her over the over the uh, oh, 
Seven-year rich. Yeah. And he said, I mean, he just called every name in the book and got a divorce. They got divorced. The, uh, Gies, was it Giesler? I forget the attorney. Yeah, Giesler. because they, they, he said, they're exploiting you. And that, that was Xanax and Fox. They did not want her to become a, 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 an actress. She came to New York and Costello hit her out of the Waldorf Astoria for a year while she was studying with Strasburg. I used to go down and get her at, at the school at night on 15th Avenue and walk her home. You know, and then that, and that's that's why, Dima, I mean, the, my opinion, DiMaggio boycotted a lot of the, the stars for coming to her funeral. Oh, I know. Everybody, you know. They all used her. Right, right, except for him, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And he sent roses to her, her grave yeah. every yeah. day or every week or something like that. But, no, but I, I met Joe a couple of, I met her. I actually met Marilyn first through Joe DiMaggio at Tut Shores. Everybody was in Tut Shores. I was like a 14, 15-year-old kid going every day with envelopes. But I saw everybody there, Sinatra, all of them. Oh, the store club, you go in there? Oh, yeah, the store, the store club. Oh, oh the, everything around there. I mean, the Copa, the store club, Chili's oh, West, oh, El oh, Morocco. Geez. All those clubs. I was, they were my stops. Was the Latin Quarter after? The Latin Quarter? The Latin Quarter, yeah, they the, the, the it was all mobbed up that stuff, and and Dempsey's was a twenty four hour restaurant diner, and uh, I mean that was my route. I was just uh, on the border of the west of the west side. Those crazy times. Great. I just gotta say, it just dawned on me that Gianni's going from place to place with his envelopes, right, Gianni? Right. And Mike. What do you do every day? What do I do? I, I, I get sick when I think of what I do. I, I get crazy. I know. I just think it's amazing. I know the man. I the Hollywood a... kid, you're both dealing with envelopes. And I do like... a junk mail all day. That's all I do. Well, the bottom well, line. I know, but both <laughs> dealing in envelopes all the time. That's no, when, I, wish when, there was I, cash. I wish there was cash in there. No kidding. But, but I, when I was raised, though, what you're doing was what they drilled into everybody's head. Yeah. Get yeah. a civil service job. Years, you got a pension. Yeah. You got hospitalization. It's yeah. it was the foundation of people who didn't come of means and were just hard workers. My uncles were sanitation workers. 30, 30, 40, 30, 40 years ago, Johnny. I mean, you you talked to someone's dad. You got a job at the post office. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Wow. How'd you get? Who do you know to get in there? That was a big deal. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I, I, that's why I want our young audience to realize it's not a demeaning job. It was a great oh, job to have. Okay, so oh, I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, you just it's like anything else, John. You got to put your time in. You have to put your time in. Well, that's and see, and see, a guy like you. Now that I'm getting to know you, you're so creative. You have other things to offer. You feel you're wasting your time, and I don't even know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, walking yeah. around for eight hours. What am I doing here? Booking shows. What's I'm playing guests. People are like, excuse the old ladies, you got my mail, lady. I got Johnny Russo on the phone. Please come on. That's right. Here's your mail. Here's your mail. Here's your envelope. Sorry, it's not one that Gianni would have brought you, but Eileen's cat. Here's your Macy's cat. Oh, mine were all you know, I money going out. Either bets yeah. or Shylock money or whatever, but you know, we I I, I didn't mind doing that. I think we no. I think we'd be remiss um if we didn't talk about the passing last week of a Kyle Weathers. Oh, that's oh, exactly yeah. right. I, you I, know, I never knew he was an athlete first. 
Yeah, he played for the Raiders. He tried. I don't, I'm not sure if he made the team. Oh, well, he did make the team. Oh, he did. The way I heard it, he was on the team for one season or something. Yeah. And when somebody spotted him or something, then and then he became a boxer actually in the gym. Oh, oh yeah. And I think that's how Stallone found him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great loss. Um, Apollo Creed. You know. Right. Oh, that that. I mean that that portion of the uh, the. Um, I forgot what, oh, what was the name of that movie. The Rocky One <laughs> <The Rocky laughs> trilogies, or what is it called? You tell us, Mike. What's that? The, like, the all the Rocky movies. Oh, one, two. I think there's five. Those five of them are six. Might have been six. Yeah, I stopped after the third one. It was great. I stopped not, after number three. Not, not soon after he made those movies, and I mean, my hat was off to him when I heard the story. Because, you know, Paramount was trying to buy that script for Jimmy Kong right after The Godfather. And I knew Stallone's mother, even. And, and uh, you know, he was broke. Yeah. And he wrote that script. And, but he, and they wanted, and they offered him a lot of money. He was broke. He turned it down. He said, I'm only, made, I'm right, I wrote this for me. And they said, who are you going to be? And that was it. And then he, he made history, fortunately. And months, years later, a, a good friend of mine, Richie Palmer, who owns Mulberry Street Pizza Chain in California, he came from the neighborhood here and went up there into California. So he, they always hung out there. They're still, you still see them. In fact, I just saw a clip where Pacino and Stallone were outside of Mulberry Street Pizza. Oh, yeah. And so I saw him on the street as soon as he made the movie. And I said, Sly, I can't believe you married my ex-wife. He said, what do you mean? I said, oh, you married my ex-wife. He says, what you talking about? I said, Adrian. It, yeah. I, uh, I married her first. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I mean, he's out there. I mean, the guy made so much money. Yeah. Why didn't he go to elocution lessons? Why didn't he improve himself? He's still rocky. Yeah. He oh, just wants to be rocky. Oh, yeah, it's I had Frank, Frank Stallone would make a good guest on this show. I had him on a couple of times. He's great. You can have him on your show. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, we'll pass on yeah. the other. I won't even, won't even get into that. Yeah. yeah. I feel sorry for the kid, actually. Yeah, yeah. He can never get out of the shadow. Never. Oh. And, you know, now he's in their reality show. Thank God he's traveling with them. He's with his nieces and they have the Stallones. Yeah, yeah. New season coming up. His mother is... Uh, character. Their mother was a great lady. I knew her well. She was like a hypnotist. What do you call it? Not a hypnotist. He read the palms there. She was a palm reader. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, I think this is a show. I'm hoping all of you who are listening to the show, we need more mailbag. That's obviously. right. We want more input by you all. And if we both or you both can give them how to do that. I think we have two email now addresses isn't there you can go to the hollywood godfather podcast.com and there's a spot on there where you can drop down and you can address it to all of us or just myself mike or gianni um just go on to that you can find that at the if you click on our podcast you can see it in the show notes and then we've got it uh it's just all over the place we're also on instagram and on Facebook, so please join us there. Come, come be friends with us. We're looking forward to meeting all of all of the friends you're going to bring along, Mike. 
and and we are looking forward to just growing this show as we go and and yes that mailbag is always available so please definitely we do a show once a month so we'll definitely be reading your stuff and it's anything you, if you want to somebody see somebody in the show you want a subject a topic anything you know you want to ask one of us a question about something our backgrounds absolutely yeah drop it in the mailbag guys hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com uh instagram they're on there you can get it anywhere nowadays and right. real talk with the hollywood kid correct talk with the hollywood kid go subscribe r-e-e-l real talk with the hollywood kid um there's a ton of content on there and um so uh i thank you guys for again for having me oh and we thank you out there stay tuned tell your friends and we'll see you next week god bless you all right good night everyone thank you so right. much that but i'll be back no regrets no complaints lived a life with no restraints the little kid they all counted out proved them all wrong that's without a doubt laying there with my left side numb five year bout with polio but yes i won from standing all corners like how many pens you want to living in a bakery then opening my own restaurant of course, I had some help along the way. Friends like Frank Costello that I miss each and every day. Things from many years ago still resonate.